Hello everyone, Erin Kirkland here with AKOnTheGo.com with two crazy teenage boys uh, who are hooping and hollering in the background. We are about three quarters of the way from Tucson to Flagstaff, Arizona. So far it's a pretty good day. This is called Sunset Point. Isn't it gorgeous? Uh, lots and lots of people on the road. Looks like uh, folks are heading out to go camping, a lot of RVs and a lot of people who look to be returning home from where, from whence they came. Uh, we stopped at some fast food joints on our way here and uh, like many restaurants in the United States, you can not dine in, you can order out, or you can eat in the parking lot like we did. Um, so everybody is just trying to adapt the best they can. And uh, yeah, so we have about an hour and a half left and we'll check in again once we get to Flagstaff. Aaron Kirkland, akonthego.com, save me. All right, my friend, we're back in day two here with Erin Kirkland checking in from her road trip. She departed Tucson yesterday. Erin, what's going on? Where are you today? We are in Flagstaff, Arizona, elevation almost 7,000 feet, uh, and a big snowstorm is expected to blow in here tonight. So just one more thing, Aaron. It's <laughs> a little literal icing on the cake. I love that. I mean, I don't really love that. I just, I, I, this story just keeps getting weirder and weirder, and I really don't mean to make light of the, the very the very real situation. Yeah. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday, how some people react in, in different ways to, Correct. to these moments. I'm one that I get the giggles sometimes and I know it's inappropriate, but I get in, we call it the giggle loop. Yeah. And yeah. You know, and, and this is happening and, you know, we're all going to respond as different human beings. And I think there's no question that this is absolutely serious and getting more serious by the hour. Um, but you know, I've told a couple of people today, if I, if I don't find a way to laugh about this, you know, I, I'm going to lose it. So, um, cause today was, was four hard hours of driving. I mean, which isn't that big of a deal, but, um, you know, that we stopped for lunch at a Wendy's in, in Tempe, Arizona. And it was the first big reality check that restaurants are not allowing you to dine in. They had the chairs upside down. Um, you drove through the drive-through, or you walked in and got your food and left. Um, it just for us was it was a big reality check to see what's what's really happening, and it's everywhere. And states are making these changes. You know, they're rolling along with this very quickly. So we're having to really, really see what's on the ground at this moment happening. So I guess the real burning question that I'm sure everyone out there in Family Travel Radio audience wants to know is, how in the world do they do a drive-through salad bar there at Wendy's? Uh, no more salad bar at Wendy's. <laughs> nope, no more salad bar. But I will say huge shout out to Wendy's uh, that their their staff were cheerful. They were friendly. They were fast. Uh, we got cookies. Um, everyone's just trying to make this work. That's everyone the cool thing. Absolutely. And myself included, even though I'm safely in the confines of my home here, we're on basically full lockdown. Most of Northern California yeah. is on, a, I don't know what the official term is, if it's if it's shelter in place or no movement. We're not going anywhere is the, mm -hmm. the moral of that story. My kids' schools are closed down, as are all the local schools. I got to wear the hat of a first grade teacher today. Oh boy, how'd that go? <laughs> you know, it went. It's a small sample size, but for, yeah. for one day, it's an isolation. I thought it went pretty well, but you know, God bless those teachers out there. They they've got they, they certainly do a heck of a job. When when you multiply what I had today times thirty five or thirty six, it's it's yeah. something. Yeah, it's it's really something, and it's hard to know. 
uh, like how much of a teacher I have to act like, um, uh, because I, you know, and, and I'm not teaching first grade, I'm, I'm dealing with high schoolers who are, you know, old enough to tell me to stick it, you know, <laughs> I don't want to learn anything. Here's where you can put your apple teacher. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to watch the office. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you can make an argument that you learn more about life from watching the office. Than oh you know. gosh. It's just, I've just had to be a really flexible adult here and take every conversation. I don't know if you looked at my <laughs> post that I did. Like today we talked about juniper berries. That's what you use to make gin. And you know, <laughs> okay, <laughs> but whatever, whatever got us what? through. Whatever it is. So uh, folks are just listening. You're not going to be able to see what I'm seeing, but Aaron's in her hotel room. Noticeably different decor than last night. A little less on the uh, eccentric side. This looks like a more traditional yes. business type hotel. Where you Yes. At? So we are in a days in, uh, just kind of part of the Flagstaff, Arizona hotel row. Um, I got to tell you, Aaron, it's so quiet. So very quiet. And when we walked in the door, you know, the manager came out and I, you know, I'm, I'm asking everybody store gas station, you know, rest, like, how are you guys doing? How are you holding up? Cause I know what's going on. And she just took a deep breath and she's like, this is crazy. Um, and I asked her, you know, are you guys going to plan to stay open? And she said, every city code is different. So, um, Flagstaff for now is keeping their hotels open. That may change. And if that happens, she was really worried about that, not just from an economic standpoint, but what are people like us going to do? Where are we going to go? Sleep in the parking lot? Um, and that's very real. So that that that's kind of scary. <laughs> that, is, that is absolutely real. And I'm thinking about just here at home, we only have one geographical area really to concern ourselves with as far as what's going on on the ground. What do we need to know about right. what's open, what's closed, and what we can do and what we can't do? You're moving. Your days yes. are a work in progress. So how are you tracking this information? What are your sources as you move from town to town? Yeah. So great question. So what I've started to do as soon as I wake up, I pull up our, um, our dest current destination city so that I know what's going on in that location. And then I pull up the city we're anticipating ending up at for the night. So let's say tomorrow we're going to be in Santa Fe, New Mexico. So I pulled up Santa Fe city um, not the visitors bureau, but the actual city website to see what they, and every city has, you know, right at the top coronavirus updates. So I want to know what lodging is closed. I want to know what their restaurant deal is. Um, you know, can I still get in and out of a store? So right now I feel pretty secure knowing what's going to go on in tomorrow's destination, but everything, like I keep saying, everything is changing so fast that I'm, I'm making sure, you know, during our rest stops, I, I pull it up again. And, and, uh, I also have to say, Aaron, being in the travel industry, um, I have so many wonderful people out there who are helping me. I have a contact in Santa Fe who's been sending me, you know, possible places for Grubhub ordering and, and stuff like that. And it's, and he's like, if you get stuck, you know, holler and, and you can come stay, you know, with us. Um, that's the cool thing about travel is that you meet so many awesome people who are willing to help you out. And that's been really nice in the middle of this uncertainty. Right. And I, that's, that's, that, that's a, certainly what you'd hope to, ex or what you would hope to find when you run into to local right. people who are, they're facing just as much uncertainty. Their worlds are just as upside down as ours. And to have someone like you approach this woman at the gas station, I think you just said, and have, have you ask her that question? Like, how are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. How, are you holding up? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Cause these people are on the front line. They have to go to work. Um, 
and, and again, if I was back in the healthcare industry, I'd have to go to work. And that's really hard to leave your kids, your husband, your wife, whoever behind. And I want them to know that we, you know, without them, we would not be able to do what we're doing. Just to bring folks up to speed in case you missed yesterday's installment, Aaron, you're traveling with your son and his friend. Your husband yep. is at your destination city in Golden, Colorado. Correct. What's, he flew what's out go- this morning. What's going on with him right now? So he was able to get out of Tucson. It's a smaller airport. Um, he arrived a few hours ago and he is actually setting up camp for us. So he's temporarily living and working in Golden in a very small condo. So he is organizing things to have us, you know, all be. Uh, excuse me, as separated as possible. And he's, you know, making sure he's got lots of food. He's a, thankfully a, a very good about that. Um, but he's making arrangements for us. And if the boys have to do online school for a while, how are we going to set that up? Um, so he is safe and well. Colorado has a high number of uh, coronavirus cases. So um, we're trying to plan and implement what we're going to do once we get there. That's interesting. And, and, I can imagine that I can imagine you you come from a pretty good planning background, whether it's you and your family being up in Alaska, it's kind of seems like it would be in your DNA to just be prepared for yes. whatever may come. Yes. And I'm super thankful. I had the presence of mind to go shopping before we left Tucson. Um, I asked my husband James this morning, Hey, can we have your jacket and your gloves and your hat? <laughs> Cause of course we didn't plan that we were going to be in snow. So, uh, we had to borrow some of his, his outdoor gear. And, um, so what, well, yeah, just taking it minute by minute. <laughs> so apart from the actual coronavirus itself, like what, is there anything out there that's just, you're finding scary? No. Just about the experience now? No, just the, un- the uncertainty, as I mentioned yesterday during our conversation, is always a little bit stressful for me. But um, we're flexible travelers. Alaskans, by nature, are used <laughs> to driving in, in remote areas. And um, we know we have to take stuff with us. We have plenty of water. We have plenty of food. We got our medication. Uh, the boys are, you know, pretty chill. So uh, other than the coronavirus warnings, there's, there's not a problem. And what about, about hotels? Have you ha- heard anything about the there's a potential for, for hotels just yes. shutting up their doors? Yes. And as I mentioned earlier, each community has its own plan for what they're going to do. The city of Moab shut down um, all of their hotels, so we had to divert uh, to end up on this current route we're on. So, you know, just planning ahead and looking looking ahead at what might happen. Um, i I think right now we're, we're okay tonight. You know, I didn't, I don't know anybody in Flagstaff, so that would have been stressful, but I do know people in Santa Fe and, and, you know, if we got to do it, we'll just continue driving. Um, you know, do what we got to do. Absolutely. I got an email this morning. It's kind of bizarre. So I have a trip that's still technically happening. I haven't canceled anything, but we're supposed to go to France the first week of April. Oh, we're we're expecting that it's going to come crashing yeah. down at some point. But as of this moment, we haven't canceled anything. And we have an, our first night we arrive, we arrive late in the evening and we got a hotel at the Marriott Courtyard at Charles de Gaulle Airport. And I got the non-refundable rate. I booked this months ago. Ugh. And I keep thinking, oh, they're going to cancel. They're going to cancel. This morning, I get an email from our hotel and I'm like, okay, there it is. There's that cancellation email. Because if I cancel, I'm out the money. But if they cancel, I might at least yeah. get a credit. Yeah. They said, due to coronavirus threats, we have closed down our hotel, but we are pleased to inform you that we will honor your reservation at this other property in this other town that doesn't have the same ordinance. And I was oh. like, damn it, no. Yeah, see, yeah so exactly. That's exactly. my... I was tying that back to your point about yeah, yeah, it's, place it's, to place. Uh, I did not think, I, I guess I just assumed, of course a hotel can't close. 
that what are they going to, you know, what are they going to do with the people? Um, they can do really whatever they want. Uh, yeah. Each city has the, has the power to do that. So um, that is one thing that, that makes this a little, a little complicated is that each community uh, having never, you know, I don't really have any connections here, so I don't know anything about them. Thank God for the internet. Can you imagine trying to do this without the benefit of the, the wireless and remote communication that we have now? I, I would be stopping at phone booths. Yeah. Well, and think and about just, that. Well, just thinking that. about that and then just the containment of the virus itself, being able to spread information so quickly. I mean, granted, the spread of information so quickly can also be a downfall if it's bad information. Yeah. And, and it's interesting, Aaron. Uh, so going back, my father um, went through the polio um, epidemic of the 1950s. And so he was a freshman in college and he actually ended up contracting polio. And the panic of polio during that time was what the newsreels told you, the newspaper um, and things like that. And so they really tried to quarantine communities. And so lots of parents sent their kids out to the country because that's where, you know, you're going to be away from people. Um, they didn't really have the knowledge that they do now, but he remembers that. And, and, uh, and the conversations I've had with him, he's, he's adamant, like get away from people, get away from people. So, you know, that, our, that greatest generation has lived through something similar to this. And I think, you know, listening to them is, is pretty smart. Indeed. And and this too shall pass, but let's be proactive about, about it. making it pass. <clears throat> so let's talk about tomorrow. Obviously yep. there's a lot of uncertainty with tomorrow just as there was today, but paint me a picture of what you expect your day to look like tomorrow. Well, once I wake up and uh, take a look at what Santa Fe, well, Albuquerque too, because we got to go through there. They've got some funky weather coming. Um, and then I see how much snow is on the car outside. Then we're, we're going to get out of here and get rolling because Flagstaff is very high up in the mountains of Arizona. Um, just for folks who haven't been here, it is a wonderful, wonderful destination. Uh, anytime. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, there's just tons of outdoor stuff to do here. Lots and lots of national forests. Uh, you know, you're a couple hours away from the Grand Canyon. So it's usually a pretty busy place year round. So we're going to head out the highway and uh, connect uh, over towards Albuquerque and then up to Santa Fe. It's going to be a little longer day tomorrow because we want to stop in Winslow, Arizona stand on the corner in Winslow, Arizona, like the Eagle song. And uh, there you go there. See, there's a girl, my yeah. Lord and a flatbed Ford. So we're going to try to stop and do some stuff. There's the big meteor crater just outside <clears throat> of, of Winslow. We're going to, you know, try to get into there and the petrified forest, do a little walking around um, weather dependent, but uh, we'll, we'll do that. So hopefully tomorrow night when we chat, I will be in Santa Fe, New Mexico, which is gorgeous. I'm excited for that. And flag, going back to your comments about Flagstaff, I've never been, but it's oh. one of those places that you just, you know, I've never heard a bad thing about it. Flagstaff is just one of those, must be heaven on earth. It, it is. And it's just got beautiful, tall pine trees. It also is a college town, Northern Arizona University is here. Uh, and so there's lots happening and it's a very active outdoor community. So uh, I always get a great vibe whenever we come through here. So it's nice to be here and it's nice to, you know, see friendly faces. I just wish it was under a different circumstance. Well, thanks for sharing your friendly face with us tonight, Aaron. How are the boys holding up? Let's check in on them before we say oh, goodbye. They're fine. They uh, found the swimming pool here at the hotel. And since really nobody's here, I told them to go ahead. And uh, we've ordered some Grubhub. That's All right. really a, a nice thing to have. But, Wendy Salabar? 
Uh, no, no, no salad bars, no <laughs> oh, buffets, no buffets. So we ordered Thai food because we're kind of you you know, moving on from burgers and, and stuff. But uh, but they're they're doing fine. Uh, I did get an update from the school district. Uh, the teachers wanted some information about how our connectivity was and things. So they're checking in with the entire school district. And uh, cool. they may not be able to watch so many episodes of The Office pretty soon. They're going to run out of episodes to watch. And I think so. And if you're a sports fan, I tell you, man, you are just up a creek right now when it comes to anything to watch that's sports related. They are putting Except on. Except the Iditarod. It's, you know what? It's so funny. The other day I tuned Barrett. in. It's like, I don't know if you remember the early days of ESPN when they were showing like darts and bowling yep. and cricket. Oh, like yeah. that's, it's back yeah. to that now. I it's know. What we need a some sort of sporting event that we can put on television. No, let, let me do a little plug for the Iditarod sled, the, the Iditarod trail sled dog race, a thousand miles from Anchorage, Alaska to Nome, Alaska. Uh, we're coming up on a winner very soon. They've been racing since uh, a week ago, Saturday. Um, so that is really the only live sporting event happening right now. <laughs> um, great views, some pretty cool dogs to watch. And these mushers are, uh, are doing some good stuff. So go to Iditarod.com if you, if you're hankering for some sports <laughs> and some cute dogs. Well, and then that, that dark humor in my mind, again, we're uh -huh. going back to that. So what if this whole thing was just a big dark ploy by the Iditarod people? You never know. They're shutting the whole world down so that you can turn the focus on the Iditarod so they can take so, over the world. So here's the irony of, of that is it number one, a serious irony is that we are now focusing on a race that has roots in a diphtheria epidemic of 1925. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of what we're looking at. Um, Dig into that a little bit. I've never heard that, but it's fascinating. Balto. You ever heard of Balto sled? Oh, Aaron Schlein. My goodness. Listeners, get him on that. Not a native Californian, <laughs> but I've been here since I was five. Anything in the snow, I, I... So anyway, but also mushers are uh, notoriously introverted people um, by nature. They hang out with sled dogs. So this is, uh, for them, this is just part of what they do. And uh, they like, they there's nowhere they'd rather be than out on the trail with their team. So... Okay. So if I want that diphtheria, I did a rod story. Give me like one key phrase to Google. Just diphtheria, I did a rod. Uh, yeah. it'll tell me everything I want to yep. know. Okay. Diphtheria gnome. Okay. Cause I need some, I need some oh. good indoor activities. I get, I need some, yeah. I got some reading um, material. And actually your, your parents of kids, uh, it's a really fascinating story and, um, your kids will probably be able to tell you more about that because of Balto and Togo. So Balto the dog and Togo the dog, write that Balto, down. Togo. There, okay, everyone, that is your assignment for tonight. <laughs> Look up those two dogs and see what you find. This is great. I love There'll this. There'll be a quiz tomorrow. There'll be a quiz tomorrow. See, you're the teacher. I, I'm, I'm not the teacher, but I appreciate it. The teacher. Absolutely. You're like, yeah, you're like the yeah. Jedi master and I'm just I mean, the let's learn something totally different. Right. Well, I loved yeah. how we did that. We just spun the conversation yep. on its head. The next thing we know, we're talking, starting on coronavirus, we're ending on diphtheria. This is, but, I love this. But the sled dog race is great and we'll talk about good things. All right. Well, I'm going to be following that. We'll talk. We'll catch up a little bit tomorrow. Right. I, I, I want the quiz. You got it. I'll do it. All right, Aaron. It's such, such a right. treat. Take care of those boys. Stay safe out there tomorrow and we'll check in about this time tomorrow and then we'll be out live Thursday morning on the podcast with that conversation. This conversation here is going to go live tomorrow, Wednesday morning. Aaron Kirkland, AK on the go. We're going to have a link to your contact information in the show notes as well so folks can learn more about you and follow you on social media so you can keep up with every single minute of Aaron's journey, not just these few minutes in the evening here and from the hotel. Aaron, real pleasure. Thanks so much and all the all best. Right. Thanks, Aaron. Take care. Cheers. You know that there's more to life than your work. 
but do your kids know? Last year, 55% of American parents didn't use all their vacation days. Taking time off to travel lets you show your kids different sides of the world and different sides of yourself, like the side that does things like this. Family travel is easier and more affordable than you might think. You brought them into this world, now show it to them. Discover the possibilities at familytravel.org. Hey, it's Aaron Schlein. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Family Travel Radio. All the notes for this episode and for every episode of the podcast are available at familytravel.org slash radio. All right, my friend, until we meet again, this is Aaron Schlein for Family Travel Radio, and I am signing off.